Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement built around real people sharing real stories focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. You know, if you're playing video games, that's fine. If you're, if you're into sports and that's all you spend your time doing, that's fine. But it's like one day there's going to be something, something that opens your eyes, but it's nothing that can be forced. Now, before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time, and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the Free Time Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It means a lot. And today I've got a very special conversation for you with Anthony J. Taylor. Anthony is the e-commerce Viking. He literally looks like a Viking and he crushes it at e-com amongst many other things. But today's conversation gets real, real. Anthony opens up about growing up in a small town in Indiana to watching his mother battle breast cancer, to eventually moving out to California in search of a better life that ended up in him living in a tent and homeless. This guy has been through it all. And so if you're a person that's going through any kind of adversity, please do not quit. Anthony literally explains in this recording how there is a 99.9% chance that if you give up, you're giving up too soon. So if that's you, this is your show. Please stay tuned, cozy in, and we'll see you on the other end. Enjoy the conversation today with Anthony J. Taylor. Anthony, good to see you, my man. How you been, brother? Hey, good, man. How are you? Dude, I'm fantastic, man. That hair is looking wild, man. You been keeping up late at night working on the business? Yeah, bro. Always. <laughs> My hair is always wild, though, man. Man, dude, you are like the king of doing damage control, bro. How, how do you manage all of that? Is damage control, first of all, is that a good thing? Is that is that a sign that like, hey, man, we're moving up in the world, we're getting some things done? Or is it like, oh, shit, man, like, where is that little hole that I just bury my head into? Like, how do you mentally handle that, man? I'm just curious. Yeah, man, so... I, I don't know, man. Honestly, like damage control is definitely a good thing because one thing that I've learned is like, you know, the, the further you're moving along like with your business and just like in life in general, like 
you're going to run into some big problems. And you know, the bigger success and like the bigger goals that you set and everything, you have to prepare yourself for the times that it just all hits rock bottom because it's going to happen. You know, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. And if you don't, you know, prepare yourself for those times, you're already failing, you know, in the, in the beginning. I love it, man. I mean, I think two things you just said right there was A, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. I think a lot of people, um, are kind of like nervous by that like uncomfortable truth. It is an uncomfortable truth, but it's still truth, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. And number two, it's like practice. I mean, you always have to look at damage control. It's like, all right, man, the more I level up, the more this is going to happen on a bigger scale. So might as well use these smaller instances to help me build that, men- that mental muscle. You know, yeah. so that's really required to, to, to actually execute at a high level. Um, Bro, I wanted to have you on because, you know, when you and I are working together, I've always been very fascinated by your story. Obviously, you're killing it right now as a drop, sh- drop shipper. I think you're doing like six figures on the e-com side. You, you now have a you know, coaching business with 33rd and Pine. Prior to all of that really getting some traction, can you give the audience a little bit of background as to like where you came from, what you were doing before yeah. you really decided to like venture off and do your own thing? Yeah, man, for sure. It's um, I'm going to try to make this kind of as short as possible because I know we're on time crunch here. Sure, uh, sure. But yeah, man, so basically like growing up, I, I grew up in a pretty small town. Like there really wasn't anything to do. Uh-huh. And I just hated, you know, the fact that everybody was doing the same thing every single day. Like that drove me crazy. Um, and luckily I had amazing friends that I grew up with who I kept close to me for a very long time. And they're, you know, they're still close to me today that kind of like was thinking outside the box with me. So like ever since I was young, I always wanted to do like something different especially in the tech industry. I used to always want to build computers when I was younger. I actually think that's kind of what led me to this um, because I got really used to building computers and working on them every day. But yeah, dude, the main thing I think that pushed me though, like from when I was younger is, um, so my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer whenever I was, man, I think I was like eight years old. Oh, wow. And um, she had breast cancer um, when I was eight old, and then she passed away when I was 16. Wow. Um, my sophomore year of high school. And she was always like, bro, she was crazy. So she was always like trying to do the most, man. And like seeing her like sick and everything and not be able to walk at times and stuff like that, but seeing her still live her life every day and be trying to do more yeah. uh, in a place where she really couldn't that inspired me because then I was like, damn, like I'm, I'm over here playing World of Warcraft and video games. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I really need to use my potential and, you know, my abilities because there's no excuse for me. Right, right. And, um, so I just started working, bro. I started doing music. That was actually the first thing that I started doing. Um, I was into music and building computers. And, you know, after, after high school, I was like pretty serious about the music stuff. And we lost our house to medical bills and everything. And I ended up taking that as an opportunity to leave. Mm -hmm. And I moved out to California to continue to do music. Okay. Got out to California, man. Shit didn't go as planned. (laughs) 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 Planned. That's the first mistake. Never. I don't make plans anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, so I moved out there. Um, Housing plans fell through everything. So I ended up living in my car for like a year and then a tent up in the mountains for, um, you know, a few months. And basically just like it humbled me because I, I went out there thinking that, you know, I ran the world and that I was going to do all this stuff and um, got knocked on my ass and ended up moving back to Indiana, saved up my money and 
knew that wasn't the end. I used it as motivation for me. Okay. Um, and yeah, I don't know, man. I met people on Instagram once I moved back to Indiana, once all that happened. And they lived out here in Colorado. So I ended up moving out to Denver and met a guy named Steven out here who did e-commerce. Which, funny story, I, I actually did e-commerce too. I was trying to do way too much back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack's all trades. Yeah, yeah, man. Which is not a good thing either. Um, <laughs> but I, I actually found a Shopify store the other day that I built in 2000, 2014. Okay. That must have been trippy. Yeah, man. And I didn't know what I was doing. It was a mess. And it's funny because it all kind of like circled back around. Yeah. And, and, you know, can't like kind of built me to where I am now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a little more to it. Of course, Kenny, you know, my business partner, which is amazing, by the way. Right, right, right. Uh, shout out to Kenny real quick. Yeah, shout out to Kenny. <laughs> I, I actually, so I don't know if you knew this, but I, you know, I met Kenny. Um, I talked to him before I moved to California. On Instagram, right? Yeah, on Instagram, bro. Yeah, and yeah. he didn't know I was that kid asking him for advice until a few months ago. That's hilarious. I uh, I knew you guys met online, but I would have thought that you guys would have made that connection like no. way, way earlier into your relationship than a couple of weeks ago or whatever you just said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a few months ago, man. I was like, I was like, hey, do you I you know I'm the kid who asked you for advice, right? Yeah, that's was- hilarious. Dude, thank you for sharing that, man. Um, you've definitely been through a lot. That's definitely, you know, no surprise. One thing that you just said in that little story that really like hit home with me was this idea of like, you know, seeing your mom who's over here, like losing her ability, you know, and her potential to, to, to do life. And it was sort of contrasted with you sitting there. Here you are, a young 16-year-old, your whole life ahead of you. And it kind of sounded like you felt like you were squandering your time with the video games, World of Warcraft, as you put it. You know, the, the name of the show is called The Free Time Podcast. And You know, I'm really interested in taking a deeper dive into this idea of like discovering your potential in your youth, right? Because I think a lot of young people are raised with this mentality of I'm invincible, I'm young, I have all the time in the world to like discover myself. And they're just kind of going through the motions, right? Until they have like an oh shit moment. Maybe it's like, you know, a parent going through a health issue or maybe it's like finding themselves in a job that they fucking hate and it's like, what do I do now? Can, can you kind of give us any like practical advice as to how people get a little bit more intentional about, you know, figuring out what that thing is for them that kind of like lights them up? I know for you it was music initially, but the yeah. cool thing about the music is it kind of sets you out on that journey. Yeah. 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 Talk, talk about that a little bit, like how like people can discover, you know, in their spare time what they should be doing to really come alive and, and not waste that potential. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think at the, um, if I'm looking back, like, I don't think you should force anything at the end of the day, you know? Okay, okay. Um, like, I, I don't do music anymore. And that was like my biggest passion back then. So mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of set off of that real quick and go off that. But so back in the day, like whenever I was making music and everything, um, you know, I thought that was what I was going to do for like my entire life. Right. And I, I built a lot of skill sets along the way, you know? And um, it, it's like, I, I didn't have the money at the time because... I was young um, for one, but I didn't have the money to like pay graphic designers to do artwork for me and, you know, pay photographers to take my pictures and all this. So what I did was, you know, when my birthday came around, I was mowing yards and everything. I took my money and I would start buying equipment to do this stuff myself. So I bought a um, real crappy computer to do graphic design on and a camera to take my own photos. 
And um, I ended up building really you know strong skill sets within both of those graphic design and photography. Yeah. And not even knowing it, those things came to like life seven years later mm. and helped me build what I have now. And I think that's the big thing is just like, you know, if you're playing video games, that's fine. If you're, if you're into sports and that's all you spend your time doing, that's fine. But it's like one day there's going to be something, something that opens your eyes, but it's nothing that can be forced upon. Like you can't just force it. You can start building your mindset, obviously, by listening to like podcasts and getting inspired by other people um, like me. Kenny was actually one of my inspirations at that time as a kid um, growing up, which is hilarious, bro. Um, <laughs> he did music and he was like living in California and that was my dream. And um, I, you know, I looked at other people who inspired me mm-hmm. and that really made me start thinking, okay, how did they get there? What is their lifestyle like? Right. What are they doing different than me? Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy you touched on that, man. Sometimes it's just a matter of like finding a model, right? Like yeah. your, your mind can't even conceive what's possible like if you don't even know mm-hmm. that somebody else has lived it. I, I know that there's a story. I don't know. Did you ever hear of Ben Banneker? Uh-huh. So Ben Banneker was like a track athlete back in the 60s. He was the first one to break the four-minute mile, right? Oh, okay. Before he did it, everybody thought it was absolute horseshit to think that a human being could run a mile in four minutes. Yeah. As soon as he broke that mile... I think there were like four or five other dudes yep. that and did it. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you just got to have that, that template to sort of model and reach after. And based off that, man, most successful people and most entrepreneurs and everything, yeah. uh, they never reinvent the wheel. They follow other people's lead. Mm. And it's kind of what, it's not what society teaches you. Like everybody thinks of entrepreneurs as like inventors and they have to like invent this thing to make them a billion dollars and change the world. Like not everybody is Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, all, sometimes all it takes is like finding a model to go by and then duplicating the exact process that that person took. Makes sense, bro. So I'm happy you brought that up. What would you say to somebody that has found that model, right? Like, let's say it's you, man. Like, oh man, this dude, Anthony, is like killing it online. You know, he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing the e-com game. I want to do that. Like, I think that could be my first thing. But they're still struggling with some old habits, right? Yeah. That maybe aren't the most efficient. Tell us about some habits that you struggle with when you were first breaking out of your mold, right? Trying to be more intentional, right? Because let's not lie to the audience. We always know it's never really a linear path. Even if you find that model, you get on trade, there might be some zigs and some zags and people have to become comfortable with the amount of resiliency that's going to take to, you know, sort of leave the crabs in the buckets that are trying to pull them back down. Exactly. Actually overcome and level up. So tell us about a personal experience of where you had to like overcome some of those internal challenges. Yeah, man. Um, I think my biggest one was mentally. So okay. like, you know, building the strength to get knocked down over and over and over and over again to where it just eventually does not affect you anymore. It's okay. like, it's like you start looking at that as a good day when that happens. Cause you're like, all right, let's use this as leverage. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. So like when I first started with, especially with e-commerce, um, I was working a nine to five still and everything. I hated it. I hated going there every single day, bro. Yeah. And, so I started doing this, man, and everybody was telling me, um, especially the people around me, they're like, you know, I don't, I think that's a scam. I think that stuff's a scam. It's a pyramid scheme and all this stuff. Oh, damn. And I listened to other people uh-huh. who didn't have what I was going for mm-hmm. and who had never done what I was trying to do. So Jason Capital touches on this a lot. Um, but basically, like, you, 
you don't like it. My, my biggest mistake, I'm trying to figure out how to word it here, is listening to like the opinions of others who haven't done what I was trying to do yet. So I was, you know, absorbing all this, all these opinions from these people instead of focusing on the person who had what I wanted that was going to help me break that mental barrier. Because at the time, like I, I was a little past the point of like being afraid of failing, but it was still, it's always in the back of your mind. Right. Um, whether you want to admit it or not, it's always in the back of your mind. And I was just thinking, I was like, okay, you know, how can I get the resources? Right. I'm starting to sacrifice my health. I'm no longer going to the gym because I'm trying to do this all day. I think there, there was a lot of mental things at play that really like want to drag you down. And I think just like blocking out the opinions of others along the way and just sticking to the model that you're trying to replicate mm-hmm. and then like really understanding and listening to your body of what it needs at the time. Yeah. Because like, you know, if you're tired, and you're like, damn, I need to go to bed, but you're hard on yourself. And you're like, oh, if I go to bed, I'm never going to make it. Then the next day, you're going to put in 20% of that effort whenever you could be putting in 100 if you would have just, you know, went to bed. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's just like society places all these stereotypes on entrepreneurs. And I think it's a bunch of bullshit. Right. I completely agree with you. I mean, that's what we're having real life conversations. That's kind of the point of this show is like, I want to hear yeah. directly from the people that are doing it. What is it really like? Not all exactly. this bullshit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because like you have the people on Instagram who, you know, glamorize it. That causes mental barriers. That was one of my mental barriers because I was like, why don't I have that yet? Right. And yeah, so I think that stereotype on entrepreneurs, I don't think that's accurate, man. Because like, of course, there are nights like last night was a long night for me to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. And there's nights where I'm up all night. You know, I don't sleep. But there's also a lot of days where I do get plenty of sleep and stuff. And it's just like, when there's fires to put out, I'll stay up for it. Whenever, you know, there's not fires to put out, there's no reason to be like forcing yourself to find something to do for eight hours throughout the night to say that you're like living an entrepreneur lifestyle. <laughs> like, it's not like that, man. Like take care of yourself. And that, because at the end of the day, man, it's like, it really is all your mindset and your mental health. Yeah. And it, that is the most important part. And I can't stress that enough. I love that. So take us back to you're at the nine to five. You're probably yeah. not in the best place mentally because you hate going there. And I think a lot of people can relate to this, right? Like maybe they get the nine to five, they start making a cool 50, 60 G's a year. And it's like, boom, I'm here. But that, that very quickly fades, right? And mm-hmm. so you realize it's time to do something else. You find e-commerce. Mm-hmm. How, how are you using your time? If you can talk about time management um, specifically to, to juggle showing up at work, and then building the thing on the side. And, 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 and I'm also curious too, if you don't mind touching on whether or not the nine to five and your view on that changed as you started building this thing for yourself. Meaning like, did it ever kind of become your job, the nine to five, like a means to an end that gave you a little bit more grit to, to kind of stick in it while you were building the thing on the side? What was that whole you know, experience like for you? Absolutely, man. So like, first off, whenever I got my nine to five, like I had $5 left in my bank account out here. I almost had a move yeah. and wow. I got this job. So very fortunate. I, I still look at that as like, man, I, I, don't, I can't think like those people enough for hiring me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I was working the nine to five, bro. And um, I didn't mind it at first. It, then like I worked there for two years. It just got boring and repetitive. And I knew from the jump, like that's not what I wanted to do. I was doing it to get my money up. Right. So like about a year into it, um, exactly a year into working there, that's when I started doing e-commerce, like actually started going all in. 
And what I was doing, man, as far as balancing my time and like what my schedule looked like. So I would go to work from, um, I'd have get to work at seven, get off at three thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd come home. The first thing I would do is start working on my store. And I would sometimes work on my store until about three or four a.m. Um, and just like watching course videos, I, I bought some e-commerce courses, and you know was going through those. And by the way, if anybody's listening to this and you're like, oh, he bought courses, you don't have to buy like hundred dollar courses. You can go on YouTube and learn the same stuff for free. Yeah. I just wanted to put money into it, so I take it seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's mainly what my schedule looked like there. And I a lot of the time I worked at um, you know like a desk job, so I had my laptop and computer set up there. So like I'd have tabs open. I don't recommend anybody else doing that. <laughs> but I would have tabs open, and I would just be building out my Shopify store <laughs> while I was there. And um, I, I started making money. So basically, I was just like investing the money that I was making there. I was scraping by, like not eating a whole lot, like not going out to eat and stuff. Just putting all my money to rent at my place and then into my store. Yeah. What I did was like I started making money off of the store while I was working my nine to five around like February of 2018. And I didn't get out of my nine to five until around January, very much of May, June, July, August, like around like November of later that year. Yeah, later that year. Actually, no, no, no. Like January of this year. Oh, wow. Okay, so you wrote it out for almost a full year after yeah, making yeah. Some, after making some some side hustle dollars. Yeah, so I actually wrote it out until January of this year. Wow, it was kind of off and on. It was weird. I had I knew the like boss and, or CEO or whatever, and like, yeah, 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 a little bit with that. But um, yeah, so it was kind of off and on. But I wrote it out for a year because I initially started making money in February of last year from ecom. Made uh-huh. it till about April, and it all just like went shit. Because I didn't know how to run a com- like a business, bro. I just like I didn't understand the importance of momentum, and I let it all die out because I started making a little money, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm rich now!" Like, yeah, <laughs> not I had like two hundred dollars in my bank, <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, it died out, dude. And then that's when I I was like, okay, I really need to take this seriously, and I got back into it around November. Um, like, started running ads again in November after studying a lot more, really trying to figure out how to truly run this for the long term. Yeah. And launched store in November. Um, in December, that was whenever I met Kenny and we teamed up on everything together. Made $2,000 in December and then January made 50K. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, out. Wow. Yeah. Love it. Love it, yeah. man. That's I was just looking for it to pass up, like um, take over my income at my nine to five. Right, right. And I'm sure by that point too, you know, it starts to kind of hit home for you. Like, oh, damn, like I actually know what the fuck I'm doing. Exactly. Where like, you probably spend more of your time doubling down on the e-com, learning it even more, you know, than than wasting your time at the job with multiple tabs open, having to keep the door shut in the cubicle (laughs) while you're kind of half-ass studying. He would get so mad at me. He'd be like, are you at your job? And I'd be like, yeah. He'd be like, dude, you need to walk out right now. He's like, you're losing money by staying there. But I think think staying in a nine to five, man, until you have money in your savings account for a few months, play play it safe, bro. And I I think, you know, if if you don't mind the nine to five and you can duke it out for a little bit, why why not, man? 
I mean, shit, I'm doing one right right, right now. And honestly, it, it's, it's strategic. You know, you touched on a couple mm-hmm. of things like don't look at a job. That's another thing we see on the internet. You know, like a jobs yeah. are villainized. I, I think it, there's nothing wrong with realizing that the job is not the way you want to go. But like, if you have an inkling that there's something else you should be building in your free time, like fucking leverage the job, man. I mean, at the end of the day, it's keeping the lights up. Why, why put more undue stress on yourself as you're trying to like learn a new skill and study it and launch it, you know, and just say, I'm going rogue and cutting ties my job. Like yeah. leverage that first and foremost. What you just said, like, like basically, I don't know, man. I, I agree with that hundred percent because like a job is a tool. Mm-hmm. Like if you're working a nine to five and you're just out spending your money on a bunch of dumb shit, you know, getting loans for like nice cars and stuff when you really can't like buy them yeah, and everything like that, you know, you could be taking that money and putting it into a business. That's when it becomes a tool and look at it that way. It'll make it a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> so this actually brings me to my next point. I'm very curious to know. It, it sounds like, you know, with what little money you had in the beginning and, the time you had that you were willing to actually like invest in yourself. You mentioned courses and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you see those as more investments in self at the time or did you see it as more of a risk? Like, like talk to me about, you know, the concept of being willing to see an opportunity and, and say, you know what, man, I'm going to come from a position of strength and go out and, and invest in myself, you know, for the potential ROI, which we know your ROI is sick right now, versus, <laughs> versus looking at it as like a risk. Because I think a lot of people that are like, you know, in the conventional way of living that are yeah. still young, but know that something more is out there, they got lots of naysayers in their ears, right? You mentioned yours, telling them, oh, that's risky. That'll never work. Yeah. How, how, what was your relationship, your mental relationship towards that concept? In the beginning. Yeah, man. So I, I'm trying to like word this in a way where it will relate to a lot of people because like I had already, I lived in my car for a really long time. So yeah. I knew that it wasn't that bad. <laughs> like, like if something happened, like if I bought this course and that was my last money and then it just all like felt like shit hit the fan, like it's going to be all right. <laughs> you could always go back to that. <laughs> I can always go back to that and I've done it, you know, but I, I would say like putting myself into the shoes of somebody who, you know, it hasn't done that or maybe hasn't taken a lot of leaps. Yeah, before, yeah correct. I, I would say like one piece of advice that I can give you is do not give yourself an option to not let it work. Mm. Because I, everything that I put money into or in, just everything that I try to do in general and I'm serious about it, I tell myself, this has to work or else I'm going to be miserable as fuck. And that's how, that's how I looked at it because I was working at a job that I didn't necessarily like and I bought these courses and I told myself that I had to make it work because at the end of the day, if you're just consistent, and you get through like, you know, not being profitable for a little bit. Because I, I didn't start... I lost money in the beginning. Right, right. Um, that's part of it. Like telling myself that that's okay. But if I stay persistent, it's eventually... It's going to work out. Yeah. Like not giving yourself an option, yeah, I think is the best advice that I can give you. Because even if you choose to do something else, you're still moving forward. But if you settle and you're like, okay, well, this didn't work you might have given up too soon. And there's a 99.9% chance that you did give up too soon. Mm. It's true when people say, when people give up, you know, they were right there. They were almost at their breakthrough and they gave up right before they reached it. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to like keep taking the hits, man. And 
just like look at these courses, you know, as tools and tell yourself, I have to use this to further me. And there's no other option to it. Mm-hmm. So my investment is wise. I love it, man. I love about it. So a couple more questions. I know we're kind of coming up on time here. Um, to that point that you just brought up, like talk about very briefly, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. the importance of like mentorship. Like I know you're a mentor. You, yeah, yeah. You've mentored me on the e-com side of things. You know, how important is it to have somebody in your corner that can almost, you know, be a little good angel on the right side and like, yo, bro, like, don't give up. You know, I, I, I've been there. Like, like, look at my personal struggle, you know, to the whole point yeah. of having to reinvent the wheel. Like, persist on. How important is that? Or is it absolutely necessary even? I think it's absolutely necessary, but I don't think it has to be literally somebody like at your side or um, even a personal mentor. Like, it doesn't have to be somebody like that. Because like my, my thing with starting out, man, is I... Out here, I didn't really know anybody besides that other kid who did e-commerce, who's a good friend of mine now. Um, but like when I first met him, we weren't hanging out all the time. So, you know, I, I wasn't around people who were trying to do more. I was around people at my job every day. Got it. So I didn't have a mentor, nor did I have the money to invest in a mentor at the time. So what I did is I went on YouTube. I found somebody who I really related to within you know the realm of work that I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in time, it was Hayden Bowles. And I watched his videos every day. I listened to his videos all the time. I literally listened to podcasts that he was on. Mm-hmm. Um, because that to me was mentorship. Yeah. Because right there, like it doesn't have to be somebody, you know, around you in real life. It can be online. Yeah. And I think it's absolutely necessary. Like I said, it goes back to the whole model thing. Mm -hmm. find that person hopefully they have a youtube channel if they don't like find a way to hear their content or their story you know hear their mindset on things um hayden uploaded videos like every week every you know two a week and i would watch every single one and that kept me going that was my mental i love it that's a key takeaway guys i mean you don't have to have somebody like right there holding your hand you know every like turn i mean part of entrepreneurship too man is being able to not only be a self-starter, but being willing to like fall in your face and find a way to get back up. So mm-hmm. to what Anthony is saying, I think this whole, you know, concept of just being willing to like have a model and being able to immerse yourself in your model sort of concept, like you will adopt some of those ways of thinking, some of those schools of thought that will help you push yourself along. I love yeah. that, bro. Thanks for sharing that, man. Um, Absolutely. I want to segue into one thing that I love to do. You know, you've obviously killed it in a pretty short amount of time, you're going to continue to kill it. I'm sure I have no doubt. I'm really, really big on visualization. I think, you know, thoughts become things, especially with consistent effort, especially with, you know, just sort of a positive mindset, no matter <laughs> no matter how bad shit's hitting the fan around you. Um, if, if you don't mind right now, man, it's six to nine months, you know, where is Anthony Taylor? What are you doing in six to nine months? You know, what does your day look like? What does business look like? Just kind of give us that. Because what I'm going to do is, I mean, I'm going to circle back with you in that time frame. Obviously, we'll be talking before then. But yeah. I'm going to have you come back on, man. And I'm, I'm going to almost use it as a personal testimony because I'm willing to bet that what you say here today, you're going to far exceed that target. So, I appreciate it, man. All right, all right. Play, play along with me, man. This, what does a day look like in six to nine months for you? Yeah, six to nine months. Um, for one, I'd be, we're trying to sell our company right now. Okay. So company is going to be sold. I'm going to be out of the drop shipping niche. I think drop shipping is a great tool to, um, you know, build something up, sell it, and then invest that money into something bigger. Okay. So the um, six to nine months from now, no longer going to be doing drop shipping. I'm probably going to be living in 
the mountains out here in Colorado. I'm going to have a big ass cabin, maybe even a big ass tree house, bro. Yeah. And I'm going to be waking up every morning trading stocks. That's going to be a full time gig right there. I love it. And um, yeah, driving a Tesla and eco friendly. Yeah, eco friendly. <laughs> tree house Tesla. <laughs> oh, dude. And I love then, it. And then, um, yeah, man, I'm just going to, I'm trying right now. Um, six to nine months from now, I want my entire family to be like doing as good as you know me and everybody else around me. So oh, I'm trying to trying to share the knowledge. So that's my main focus, man. And yeah, that's dope. That's dope, bro. Um, for <laughs> for those of you that are listening on audio right now, man, it was so cool to see Anthony's body language just change. Like the dude came alive. Those are very specific targets as well, too. So I would encourage everybody out there, no matter what your current situation is, man. Try to find, you know, some things that really light you up, things that you really want to achieve. Some people like to put, you know, little posters or little pictures of the things they want in their lives, whether it be, you know, whether it be like, you know, freaking physical things or material things, whatever, like surround yourselves with those thoughts because it'll actually change your body language, which will then hopefully over time change the amount of action that you put into going after those things. Exactly. So, you care if I add one more thing real quick? No, no, please do. Go so, for it. Off that. So um, manifestation was a really big part of everything for yeah. me. Um, yeah. So I visualized my success and like I carried myself. I even went out and bought outfits that I probably shouldn't have because I really couldn't afford them mm-hmm. to wear to make myself feel more successful. Yeah. And I believe carrying yourself in that way and already seeing yourself as success before you actually get there, that, that is going to play a huge role and how fast you move forward. I'm so happy you brought that up. Uh, I think it's Ed Milet. He says it really nice. He's like, go and like taste the life that you want. Like yes. go and try things on, you know, especially when like, you're grinding, grinding, grinding. It can be like a very daunting process. It can mm-hmm. feel very dark and like there's like no light in the tunnel. So maybe yeah. you have, maybe you have like a milestone and you like take your girl to eat at a nice place you wouldn't normally go to, or yeah. you actually drop three figures on a steak, you know, like, like just get a feel for what that's like. Cause the more you can do it, the more you're like, all right, like it's not even that big of a deal to do that. And I'm not encouraging you just go and do that. Like, you know, to the <laughs> point of being irresponsible, but to Anthony's point, it pulls you closer into that lifestyle and you see how it's possible for you too. You know what I'm saying? Go to Cherry Creek and walk around neighborhoods and look at the houses that I wanted. Dude, bro, I do that all the time. I'm in Platte Park. There's some like multiple million dollar houses that they're my neighbors. So I'm just like running through that. I'm like, all right, like, that's what I like about that. There you go. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) man. I mean, and that's part of honestly why I live here. I, you know, my street is still kind of up and coming. So, you know, I'm not a millionaire yet. Be there pretty soon. But uh, part of it was, I just wanted to kind of be around that surrounding, you know what I'm saying? Just to kind of like have that infiltrate my subconscious mind. So I'm happy you brought that up, bro. Um, Last question for you. Somebody wants to get in the drop shipping, obviously you've done well with it. What do you recommend? You know, I don't know if your program is something that you would advocate for. How would they actually take action and follow up on that to learn more about drop shipping? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, so before like I even point people towards like any content of mine, sure. Feel free to just like DM me on Instagram. Um, okay. you can follow me. My Instagram handle is Anthony J Taylor, and that's J-A-Y. So I recommend just like DM me, kind of let me know what you're trying to do. Um, if you're trying to do drop shipping, I'll shoot you some like free tips, obviously, okay. help you out a little bit. And just to make sure that this is something that you're actually going to be interested in. Um, and then from there, you know, I can toss you my course, you know, some content that I have and everything. And if you, if you can't afford that at the moment, I can point you to some fire YouTube videos that my 
that are fucking awesome. <laughs> so I love it, man. I love it, bro. You are an incredible human being, man. Uh, I can't wait to hopefully get a chance to connect with you here in the real time. We got to catch up on some things. And uh, yes. thank you so much for, for your time and coming on, man. Amazing value and content here, bro. So we'll be in touch. Yeah, thank you for the time, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Have a good day, bro. Thank you as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com slash chat. That's Carl with a K, S-O-N-A dot com slash chat to book a 15-minute free Zoom call with me. And I can't wait to see you there.